Today we talk about NKU's baseball play versus the Horizon League, along with Cincinnati Reds opening day. More to come on the NKU Sports Talk Show. Welcome to the NKU Sports Talk Show. I'm your host, Noah Miller, and I'm here with co-host Josh Cobb and Phil Hoffman. Guys, how are we liking the Spotify podcast? I'm really liking them so far. Oh, yeah, it looks really cool, and we hope all of our uh, listeners like it, too. You know, it might reach a larger amount of people, but who knows? Yeah, I really like them as well. I think it looks cleaner, and it's so much easier on us. And, Phil, it's opening day, man, and you have no Reds quarter zip on. I was telling Josh before this, I had a uh, Reds wear, but of all the clothes that don't fit me because they're too small, this one thing is like a double XL, and it's just like... Yeah, it's giant on me. Do you have a Reds quarter zip by chance or no? I don't have a Reds one. You're I got to work on that. You're going to have to invest in one of those. I will. One of those. But we're going to we're going to talk about some NKU baseball real quick as this past weekend they took on a Horizon League Purdue Fort Wayne and Purdue Fort Wayne came into this series 5 and 12 and NKU came in at 11 and 8. And NKU dropped two games, only took away one, but this is not a weekend that you really need to be falling to those games especially with Purdue Fort Wayne being in the Horizon League and them being such a poor team not really that good of a record uh like I said they went two and one but I'm gonna break down some of the games real quick uh the first game was on Friday it was a close game it was a zero zero into the fifth inning and then Purdue Fort Wayne scored six runs in the fifth inning uh NKU tried to battle back and scoring five runs in the eighth but it was just too late and they lost and something I've been really focused on this season especially with NKU is that they're pitching and if their pitching is good they are good and obviously their offense is they can hit they've been on sports center several times on this and so their offense is good they got it where they need to be their pitching could be a little on the better end you know that's a theme that we see among not just college but also MLB yeah, and I think Saturday. I think Saturday's game got rained out just due to some rain. So they played a doubleheader on Sunday, and they split those two games. Uh, on game one, NKU's offense started off hot. They were in the third inning. They were winning three to nothing, and then they improved the lead to five to one in the fifth. Uh, but again, NKU's pitching didn't hold up. Later in this game, they struggled and they gave up six runs in the seventh, and then two in the eighth, and then they went on to lose that game nine to five. You know, I mean, those like you said, those are wins you had got to have. I mean, especially in the Horizon League play, and you know, looking at some of the games they played earlier in the season where they had some good wins, and like Liam McFadden Ackman making it on Sports Center, it's kind of hard to see the team go from that to losing games like this against Purdue Fort Wayne. Yes, especially Purdue Fort Wayne's at the bottom of the Horizon League, and NKU going into this weekend they were in first in the Horizon League, and now they're in second. Yeah, that that's so, a game, some games that you just shouldn't lose. Yeah, but I mean, it happens to everybody. So, and then game two on Sunday, they they were going out in this game thinking we cannot get swept by this team. We have to walk away with one, and that's exactly what they did in game two. They played amazing. Their pitching was there, offense was there. They went on. They were up three nothing in the third, improving that to five to five to one in the fifth, and then they went on to win. 10 to 1. Actually, no, I lied. I was looking at game one. They were winning 4 nothing in the third and then 8 nothing in the sixth. And then they went on to win 10 to 1, giving up that one run in the ninth inning. It's not bad. Wow. You make that turnaround. I'm sure they probably overlooked them in that first game, and they did in the second game, and it proved 
right there. Oh, yeah, for sure. And NKU, that's something NKU has struggled with in the past seasons, has been pitching. Their pitching has been awful in the past. And now this season, it looks like it's really turning around, getting that good pitching consistently throughout the games, beginning, middle, and end of the games. And then I'm just going to recap. Uh, the record is now 12-10. and 10. And yeah, 12 and 10, and this is the best start they've ever had since coming over to D1 in 2016. And just put this into perspective, they're 12 and 10 right now. Last year, their overall record was 19 and 36. All right. So, wow. I mean, they're above 500 this early in the season. That's yeah. all you can ask for. Yeah, they got a big, big weekend series coming up. As we're recording this, they're actually playing Bellarmine. So they could be 12 and 11, they could be 13 and 10. Got to get get the win against the in-state team. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Louisville. And, they're, you know, just like we were a few years ago, Bellarmine now is in, uh, making their transition to Division One. So we got to get the win against the team where we weren't once were. So. Yeah, we do. We, we did play them earlier in the season. I believe we won that game. So this is our second game against them. Hopefully we can get a turnaround and win that and improve to 13-10. and 10. And we would be tied with Wright State for first place, depending on – I don't didn't look at their schedule. I don't know if they have any games. But this weekend we are taking on Wright State, which is a rival, I feel like, in every sport. Definitely. So <laughs> That's for sure. This is going to be a big game. And Wright State – Wright State's good. Their schedule – they're 13-10 and 10 right now, but six of their games have been against teams in the top 25. That's and that's, that involves Kentucky, who was 18, wow. and Arkansas. And they beat actually beat Kentucky. One really? Game, one game. So I know Kentucky's been playing really well this season. Yeah. I just heard about the record and stuff, and so that's pretty impressive for a mid-major team to get that win. Oh, yeah. So Wright State's just balling out. They've always been good. They've had some people get drafted to the MLB. They've always been good. They also beat Ohio State 3 nothing. just another wow. big-name school. It, so it is. It's really to impressive. Beat schools like that. Pretty impressive. And then, like I said, they're on top of the Horizon League right now, only by a game. NKU's right behind them. But uh, my opinion, NKU has the advantage this weekend because Wright State's played bigger schools. They have that experience. But NKU has a better offense. And you could potentially say that their pitching is the same. But Wright State has a their ace pitcher has a 2.17 ERA. And he pitched against Ohio State and Kentucky and Arkansas. And Ark and giving up like only a couple of runs, like two two runs against Arkansas, one against Kentucky, and I think well none against Ohio State. Now you can maybe say that the pitching's even, but their star definitely beats out ours. Oh yes, definitely. Our starter has a three three seven four, I think, and uh, theirs is a two seven. But I did I did do some averages on the ERAs, and it's only a difference between like point ten. Or like point okay. eight, point nine. So it's going to be a good weekend of baseball mm-hmm. for NKU. Looking to get a commanding lead in the Horizon League and see what they can do. And then, so let's talk about some March Madness tournament play in basketball. Uh, our bracket did not look so good from our last. Picks week. were all wrong. We weekend. did have UConn though. Yeah, but we UConn did. was the only one we had. I know. Correct. Okay, come on. No one could have expected San Diego State was going to be Alabama or FAU. True. Yeah. I did. I definitely did not expect that one. Yeah. So okay. So now that we know that we can never pick anything right, who do you got in the finals? 
<laughs> Phil, you go first. Should we just say the opposite of what we're thinking now? Maybe that'll help. True. Maybe. Maybe whatever you say. Josh, you say the opposite. Okay. And then I'll say the opposite of both. Do you, do you want me to start? or? I'll say UConn in the finals. Okay. So who's your other? Who's on FAU or San Diego State? I, I'm going to say FAU. They're on such a crazy I'd run. I'd love to see it, to That'd be honest. That would be awesome. That'd be a nine-seed winning a championship. Yeah, I'm going to go – because of their win over Alabama, even though I'm not real confident on the way they have played this season, I'm going San Diego State. Even though I'd like to see FAU, who wouldn't? I mean, not we're all sure. cheering for them. But – and on the other side, UConn takes on Miami. I've been – I really like Miami. I really like their coach. He took George Mason, who was a huge underdog – in 2006 or seven to the final four and he's back with Miami who's just a five seed but I'm, I'm gonna go with Miami because they have the ACC conference player of the year and you know I'm just and also to top that off I'm going off the opposite of what you just said so very good <laughs> so I just looked up the lowest seed to make a uh, final four is an 11 seed wow. that was LSU in 1986 and then you also have Loyola Chicago that amazing run and then UCLA 21 they were really they were they wow. were they actually played in the playing games that year wow. it was the covid year where you had oh, the limited attendance and okay. they ended up making the final four okay so i'm gonna i'm gonna go fau i think they're gonna go to the finals i do like the chance i'm gonna go uconn okay yeah i, I really think uconn's gonna make it i know i said miami but yeah i think uconn all around has the better team look at that you and me are in, oh, a, yeah. in agreement today okay so who do you have winning it out of your matchup I, I want to say UConn, but we've been wrong so much that now I'm saying UConn still. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to have to go with UConn as well. I, th- I think that's a safe bet. I, I, I mean, if I had picked them, which I didn't for the reason of just going opposite, if I would have picked UConn, I would have put UConn to win it. But I'm going to go Miami okay. um, because he was the, he is the only coach, Coach Shimlerinaga, he is the only coach who made it to the Final Four. And actually on the screen right there, George Mason with George Mason. So he does have the experience to win it, I think. But, again, I think UConn's more talented. And from the beginning of the season to now, out of the four teams, I think they have been the best. Yeah, I think, like Noah said, UConn's a safe safe bet here. But so is Alabama. True. Yeah. Yeah, and we, that's who I picked in – both my brackets that who that's who we picked in all of ours mm-hmm. you know i did see someone bring up on twitter about how the viewership will be down because of the mid-major teams last year duke north carolina played of course that's going to bring in oh, yeah. a ton of people and then villanova and kansas four blue bloods compared to this year but i think people would like to see the, these small teams get a chance to win it oh yeah, oh, yeah i definitely would that how could it, how could viewership go down cuz who doesn't want to see the underdog win. That's just smaller fan bases from the schools. And, yeah. Uh, but yeah, who does? Yeah, everybody likes an underdog story. It's what makes March Madness fun. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, definitely. And then we're gonna move on to our draft that we did. We had got a little update on that. Phil oh, can yeah. fill us in on that. We didn't forget about it. Phil, let's let's hear what happened. Yeah. So I went into Madden 23. 24 isn't out yet. Nor will I be spending the money on it. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, cheapskate. <laughs> College students. Yeah, no, you got a job now. Yeah. You can you can afford that. Oh, I don't forward. know about that. <laughs> but yeah, I plugged all our players in, and Noah came out with the highest overall. Yeah, but there's some bad news that, to that's that. That's what I thought. 
Yeah. But then, actually, I didn't inform you, Noah. Uh, I guess when I plugged in all your players, your linebacker overalls were so low <laughs> that it started the guys that were already on the team. Wow. So I ended up having to cut Bobby Wagner from the Rams and wow. a couple other high so, Wait, overalls. so his overall wasn't the highest or it still was? It was, but then it wasn't. And then I think Josh, you took it's it. My I random linebackers, dude. Yeah, he had the Rams. It's the Rams. Yeah. You had like four random players I had never heard of, which is awesome. <laughs> we all had a few of those guys. Yes. Oh yeah. The and it was the Rams that did it to us. So. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, four Rams. Yeah. But then, yeah, I plugged in all our guys, simmed straight to the Super Bowl. Noah, you came out with the one seed, I believe, in the NFC. Let's go. And then you lost in the divisional round to the Eagles. Not, not even good. a team that know. you know yeah. we drafted to. I thought we had them once, didn't we? Yes, we did have. Well, the Eagles. yeah, I'm yeah. saying it wasn't any of our oh, teams. Oh, yeah, true. Yeah, yeah, we did have them once. And you did do the, the you did the teams based off our coaches. Yes, okay. yeah, I did yeah. the teams based off coaches. So Noah had Brian Dable. I had and, Brian Dable. <laughs> oh yeah, sorry, I, I pointed Sean at McVay. you and said Noah. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Josh, you we're Brian right here. Dable. We've been on the sh- we've I been know. together for the first how many weeks? So <laughs> yeah, so you had the two seed in the NFC, right behind Noah, but you made it all the way to the Super Bowl, and I had a little bit of an advantage here. I was the only team in the AFC, so I didn't have that much competition, and I went twelve and five with the Steelers and went to the Super Bowl as well. So me and Josh are both in the Super Bowl, and I have not simmed it. Yeah, and we're debating on it either, like bringing it in and playing it. Yeah, we could play it live on the show. I think we've got to. Yeah, we just have to. You know, I, I pulled up the stats that you sent. I know you can't actually look at your phone right now. Yeah, because of <laughs> you know, imagine being without your. He doesn't have a phone. He I has know. a phone. Imagine how hard that would be. Should I enlighten the viewers on yeah. this? Definitely. Yeah. Last Saturday, this today is Tuesday, the day of the recording. Last Saturday, I went to get my phone on the charger and usually I have to jiggle it around for a couple minutes to get it to go I have a um, iPhone 7 I just upgraded it from the 5 three years ago I think <laughs> so yeah I'm on the cheaper side of things and it kind of crapped out on me yeah so I couldn't get to d- get it to charge I spent like 30 minutes on it and uh, yeah I've been without a phone the last couple of days That's yeah and I remember awesome. when we were going up to watch NKU in the tournament you <laughs> your phone died and my phone was at like Eight percent, and I was like, "Dude, I need a phone charger." You're like, "I have one," so I got it. And then, like halfway through the car ride home, I was like, "Okay, I'm gonna charge his phone in," and it just wouldn't go in. And I was like, "What is going on with this thing?" So I just left it in your cup holder, dead. <laughs> I, I get it. I mean, phones are expensive. Yeah, they so are. So to get one like the new one every single year is yeah. really hard to do. Mm-hmm. So. I mean, I, I don't know how you do it, honestly. Like, I, I, I guess that shows how addicted we are to our yes. phones, yeah. but yeah, that's fine. But I was going to mention while I had this up, I had the, yeah, the uh, sheet you sent. From our Madden sim. I, I do. So, I had the MVP. My quarterback was Josh Allen. Mm-hmm. 51 touchdowns and oh, six geez. interceptions. 51? 51 touchdowns. In 4,930 passing yards, a 74% completion rate. And I actually had the coach of the year, Brian Dabble. Mm-hmm. And let's see. You know, I thought I pointed this out in our uh, group message that Allen Robinson had 12 touchdowns and Justin Jefferson had eight. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that, that's the Nobody Madden simulation that. for you. That is Madden simulation. And then 
Patrick Mahomes. You had Patrick Mahomes, correct? Yep. He had 4,722 passing yards. It's a down year. 41 <laughs> touchdowns and eight interceptions. So not, not too far off the Josh Allen numbers. It's a down year in my opinion. <laughs> Dalvin Cook had a heck of a year. 1,178 rushing yards, 10 touchdowns, 26 receptions. Chris Olave won Offensive Rookie of the Year. In- Let's go. No, I don't know if uh, I put this on our uh, stat sheet, but he ended up getting injured in week no. 17. Wow. Yeah, and you lost in the playoffs. He was That's won- why. He, if you would have won, uh, he would have been back for the championship game in the NFC. DK, 12 touchdowns. And then your defense, you did have Aaron Donald, 17 sacks. Oh, <laughs> wow. Yeah. And then let's see. You had the Steelers, correct? I did. Who is your quarterback again? Led by Matthew Stafford. Matthew Stafford. And, and do you know what happened touchdowns. to him? What? He got injured halfway through the season. So who season. was your quarterback? Kenny Pickett. I didn't hey, remove him from not the too team. Bad. He just, yeah. Oh, I do see IR. And you yeah. won the Super Bowl. Who did you win the Super Bowl with? Well, I, we didn't, I didn't oh, win yeah, the Super yeah, Bowl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How'd you, yeah. but did. We're there. Was Kenny Pickett playing? Kenny Pickett is playoffs? playing. Yeah. He's playing wow. pretty good. You, you're. Wide receivers and tight ends did well. Cooper Cup, 11 touchdowns. DJ Moore, 6. Travis Kelsey, 10. And Van Jefferson, 4. You had so many receiving touchdowns. And then Von Miller had 17 sacks. So the same as Aaron Donald. Yeah. Showing that he can still play. Yeah. There you go. And let me look at... So TJ Watt had 14 sacks. So we all had a guy... That guy. We all had that guy on defense. Mm -hmm. But, you know, like you said, still... We have the Super Bowl to play between me and you, Phil. Yeah, we do. So things are gonna get heated. They are. I'm not. I, I'm gonna be honest. I haven't played Madden in forever, so I, I don't even think I've downloaded the last Madden I downloaded was like 2020. Oh my. So yeah. You have two controllers. I yeah I do. Next Tuesday. Can you Super play Bowl? like on the same Xbox? Yeah, on the same screen. Yeah. Okay. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. All right. I did know that. Somehow. All right. We can do that. Ooh, I don't. Actually, I don't know because if it's in franchise, oh, I don't. Oh, uh, we can always. I don't know. Can't you like? Pl- I think you can plug it in just to like play a exhibition game. But true. Yeah. yeah, you can. Yeah. We'll make it work yeah. somehow, somehow. We'll make it work. Yeah. We'll figure out something. Stay tuned. Oh, yeah, for something for sure. Any, any, you gonna place any bets on who would win between you two? I'm gonna bet on my team. Same, but I'll bet on mine. Put uh, a whole five. Uh, a whole uh, five bucks on it. How about that? Fine. We'll shake on it right shake here. You can't see it, bucks. but we'll shake on Winner it. Winner gets okay. ten. <laughs> All ten right. is better than none. That's true. Broke, remember? That is true. You're going down, Josh. You're probably right. <laughs> <laughs> but luckily, five isn't much. You yeah. play Madden, Phil? Um, No, I haven't really played Madden until I got this game. I've played a couple games, but yeah. yeah. And I'm so. new to it. Fair matchup, fair true, matchup. True. It all just comes down on who's more lucky, in my opinion. I yeah, think it's just who has a better team. That, yeah, that too. You never we'll know. see. So <laughs> it is opening day, finally. Oh, yeah. I've been waiting for this day for so long. I'll be at the game. All right. So that will be exciting for me. And I got this whole breakdown on the Reds Let's hear it. and their team. So if you want to jump in and – just cut me off at any time. Please do. Hey, you, hey you're our baseball connoisseur here. I have, <laughs> I have a lot written down. So You got it. Here's for you uh, Cincinnati Reds casuals because there is a ton of them, and it just gets under my skin. So, <laughs> some players to watch out for. Ella de la Cruz. 
probably heard of him. Should, yeah. if you even follow the Reds on anything. He's the number one Reds prospect. He's in the top ten prospects in the MLB. Uh, some Just some double-A stats. He's batted 305, slugging percentage of 553. His uh, OPS is was a 9-10, so is insanely high, and eight home runs. He is starting the season in AAA, and he had a really good spring training. He had home runs, stand-up triples, all that, all that. Another one we got is Noelvi Marte. He is in single A. I believe he is starting in double A. But he is uh, going to be really good. He's 21 years old, by the way. Uh, so the Reds have a ton of young talent. Young, young talent. And Marte's stats in single A, he batted 292 with a slugging of 443 and an OPS of 840 and 17 walks, which is something to look out for because this dude, he's batting 292 with a slugging of 443. But he can also get on base. So, there's pluses. Hunter Green, who pitched in the MLB last season and who is the opening day starter, he is 23 years old. He had 24 starts last year in the MLB. His ERA was a 4.44. His whip was a 1.21. And then, with if you don't know whip, it's basically your ERA with hitters in scoring position. That's what it is. I and then one, I'm glad you said that because I yeah. didn't know that. Yeah. I'm it's, just nodding my head along here. <laughs> It's one of those nerdy stats that really, like, not that many people pay attention to. And they also had 164 strikeouts, which for your rookie campaign is not that bad. Yeah, he was fantastic last year. Yeah, and he is the opening day starter. Cannot wait for that. And I will share my thoughts on the team, the roster, the rotation later on. Uh, Nick Lodolo, who is the second in the rotation, which I agree with. He's 24 years old. He had 19 starts last year. He did get hurt. Uh, he has a 3.66 ERA last season with a whip of 1.25. So Hunter Green, Nick Lodolo, kind of the same pitcher. Lodolo is a lefty, though. And he, had, he also had 131 strikeouts. Now, he did miss some time with an injury, so who knows? He could have had more, but looking forward to him this season. Graham Ashcraft. There's another player to look out for, another pitcher. He is third in the rotation. He's also 24. So, young pitching, young pitching. He had 19 starts, just like Lodolo did. His ERA was a 4.89 with a whip of 1.42, 71 strikeouts. So, Ashcraft is more of a pitch-to-contact hitter, making my defense make some plays. And then, number the seventh person to watch out for is a 17-year-old from Venezuela, I'm pretty sure. Seven, he is a, wow. he is a catcher, and it's Alfredo Duno. I hope I'm saying that last name right. Yeah. Could be Duno. Don't know. But he's the number four international prospect at seven, wow. 17 years old. That's I would make him the youngest in the in the MLB, wouldn't it? Yes, yeah, if he got, if he got caught up. Yeah. Yes, definitely. That'd be wild. He is, get this, at 17, he is six foot two. 210 pounds. Oh, my goodness. At 17. At 17. I don't know what I was doing at 17, but I wasn't going to the MLB. So, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Uh, so, reasons to be excited. If you are a Reds fan and if you are just a casual wanting to get on a bandwagon here soon in the next couple of years, the Reds are a team, believe it or not. And I have a hot take, but I'm going to speed this up real quick. They have a big three in the rotation in Hunter Green, Nick Lodolo, Graham Ashcraft. Definitely. Ready to look at that. Ready to look forward to watching them. Hopefully a healthy season so we can get mm-hmm. that. Hunter Green, I'm skipping that. That doesn't matter. Uh, the Reds are finally healthy. Tyler Stevenson's coming back. Joey Votto, 
hopes to come back. He is not on the opening day li- starting lineup. Yeah, which I heard Hobie out for the first that. 10 days. That is the first time in 14 seasons wow, he has really? missed opening day. Oh, my goodness. Yes. Shows the kind of player he is, though. Oh, he's oh, incredible. Yes. He's exactly the kind of guy you want on your team. Definitely. And then Tyler Stevenson's back. Jonathan India, who dealt with some hamstring injuries and all that, and actually got air-cared out of the cornfields last year. Wow. Really? Because there's I didn't know that. There's no I did not know there, that. It was just like a some type of injury that needed to go to the hospital. There's wow. no near hospital. I think it said the the closest hospital's two hours away. Really? So By a helicopter a helicopter came, picked him up, and took him to the hospital. Wow. <laughs> That's <laughs> wild. Yeah. Yeah. That is crazy. Imagine playing on like the cool the coolest stage in MLB mm-hmm. and then you're air care to a hospital. That's awful. Yes. But they get healthy. Uh, Joey Votto and Tyler Stevenson, they're coming off kind of the same injury, but Stevenson got hurt beforehand. Mm. And that the Reds' bullpen is looking good. They have stunned studs. Alexis Diaz, brother of Edwin Diaz, will be our closer. Hopefully, that dude will be good. He was good last year, really good. He, he had plays a plays like his brother. Oh, definitely. He had he had a one eight four ERA. And a .96 whip. He had 10 saves, 84, 83 strikeouts, with only 63 and two-thirds innings pitched. Which, I mean, he's coming out of the bullpen, so innings aren't going to be that high. 63 and two-thirds is pretty high to be a starter. Not a starter. Out of the bullpen. Lucas Sims, who I think he's healthy. Pretty sure it's TJ Antone, who who is battling an injury right now. But Lucas Sims, he's going to be in our bullpen as well. His ERA really wasn't good last year, but injury held him back. So he only pitched six and two-thirds innings, and his ERA was a 9.45, which is not that good. And then TJ Antone, I'm not going to really go over him because I believe he is starting the season on the injured list. Connor Overton. Now I'm going to get to the I'm going to get to the pitching rotation. So we got the one, our ace, at Hunter Green. And we go to our lefty at number two with Nick Lodolo. The number three is Graham Ashcraft. And the number four is Luis Sessa, who he was in the bullpen last year. And we're going to try to transition him into a starter. And then Connor Overton, who will be a starter this year in our number five. Uh, He was a key piece to the bullpen last year. Uh, He had a 2.73 ERA with a sub-1 whip. And he had 14 strikeouts, only 33 innings pitched. So he was dominant out of that bullpen spot. He's moved to the rotation, and I'm excited to see our rotation and our offense. Uh, the Reds, they're in rebuild mode. I feel like I've been saying that for my whole life. That they've been oh, yeah. Ken Griffey Jr. is the third highest paid Red this season. Wow. Yeah. It shows how much they're still He's paid. been on our payroll <laughs> for 10 years. Yeah. <laughs> he hasn't played in 10 years. And he's still getting paid by the Reds. Okay, but I'm going to be I'm excited for the Reds. 2 to 3 years from now, we will be good. Oh yeah. Mark my words, we will be good. We have a ton of young talent that needs to be brought up. Probably will be brought up through mid-May into June. I'm just going to run over my predictions for the starting lineup. I'm more confident in the positions than I am the actual order of the lineup. So, leading off in our second baseman is Jonathan India. Mm-hmm. I think he is that key dude for the leadoff position. Uh, batting third is Jake Fraley. He'll be our left fielder. 
batting third, our right fielder, who we got from the Padres, Will Myers, oh, who yeah. can absolutely hit, and he's in a small ballpark like Great American. He is going to have a big year. 20, 30 home runs is coming from Will Myers. Really? Yes. That's bold. Oh, it is really bold. I do know he had a good stint with the Padres, so we yes. look forward to that. And then our cleanup spot, Tyler Stevenson, is going to be at first base because Joey Votto will not be in at first base. That's a good point. And the Reds are carrying three catchers, who we did an interview with, Luke Maley. You should go check that one out. And then batting fifth, Spencer Steer, who will be our third baseman. Now, third base, there's a couple guys you can put in there, but I think Spencer Steer will get it. He had a good spring. Our catcher, former Red, but now is a Red. He spent a year off. Kirk Casale, center fielder, Will Benson, who we got from who we got from the Guardians, will be batting seventh. Batting eighth at DH, TJ Fradel, who is an energy dude for the clubhouse. And then rounding off at ninth is Jose Barrero at shortstop. That is your starting lineup from me. Hopefully I'm right. Who knows? But looking good, I hope opening day is a win. Mm-hmm. Last year was not the best start as we started 3-20. and 20. So let's change that around. Taking let's get a on, on the Pirates, day. a little bit better chance to get yes. on yeah. a good start. Yes. Certainly. And the Pirates are amazing. Well, they're not amazing. They have good players in Brian Reynolds, O'Neill Cruz, stuff like that. Players like that, they're really good, excited. But we're wrapping up here today. Uh, Josh, I just want to say thank you for letting me kind of take over. No I'm glad. You take, did good. Take it over for a day. Baseball is, oh, it's just my cup of tea. It's here. It's, it's back. back. Yeah. Oh, I'm excited. I yep. haven't been able to sleep the past couple of days because I am ready. <laughs> I just want to go to the game. I want it to be opening day. I just want it to be opening day. But I just want to say thanks, everybody, for watching, and hope you have a good day. Thanks, everybody, in the back from our producers with Brady Kramer, Seth Jackson. Thank you. And all of us from NKU Sports Talk Show, Noah Miller, Josh Cobb, Phil Hoffman, everybody have a great day and thank you for watching.